Welcome to Senior Straight Talk with Phyllis Heyman, a collaborative podcast with Pass It On Network. This program is brought to you by all of Community Services. Seniors deserve to have a fulfilling life with dignity and respect, but as we transition into our elderhood years, this doesn't always happen. Join us today as we discuss some of the most important issues that seniors face and provide much-needed answers to your questions. Now, here is Phyllis Amon. Welcome to Senior Straight Talk, presenting informative conversations for the senior years of our lives. I'm Phyllis Amon, here again today as your host. The show episodes can be found on the Voice America Empowerment Channel under the name Senior Straight Talk. Of course, they can also be found and downloaded on popular podcast platforms. And the show is also syndicated on the Voice America Influencers Channel. So please remember to like, click, and share the episodes. Do you have a parent 75 to 85 years of age? Do you know there is one common mistake people make who have an older parent or loved one? They are not prepared when something happens. Something that is part of the certainty that comes along with aging. So let me be your personal aging parent care plan coach in my course, A Caregiver's Guide to Caregiving the Basics. You'll be able to find information on the course once you click on the link for the free book offer on the Senior Straight Talk host page. And you can also find information on the homepage of my website, phyllisamonassociates.com where there's a link to get free access to my blog and register for the course. You'll also receive valuable free bonuses that go along with it. Check out my latest book chapter in WTF to OMG with a little LOL, Unpacking Life's Hidden Lessons, which became a number one Wall Street Journal and USA Today bestseller. It traces my story from the loss of my father in my teenage years to the work I do today. The book is available on Amazon. My previous book chapter in Think Big is my big vision about my projects which are dedicated to raising awareness about inspiring a national conversation on the value of older adults in our society. I'm honored to be included in this book alongside the iconic and legendary Brian Tracy as well as many others. The many stories can inspire and motivate you in your business and positively impact your own personal development and growth. You can receive a signed copy of Think Big by emailing me at phyllis at phyllisamonassociates.com. As the ambassador for conscious aging life management, I will help you develop your personalized longevity or wellness care plan so you can continue to age as healthfully and gracefully as you possibly can. Please email me at phyllis at phyllisamonassociates.com for more information. The place to begin is within, and the time to begin is now. As always, Senior Straight Talk is proud of the collaborative partnership with the Pass It On Network, a global peer learning network for positive aging advocates, and a member of the United Nations Open-Ended Working Group on Aging. Senior Straight Talk and the Pass It On Network continue bringing listeners informative conversations for the senior years of our lives. 
And now for today's guest, who is known as America's ambassador of possibility. He's an inspirational and motivational speaker, philanthropist, entrepreneurial marketing expert, and co-author of the Chicken Soup for the Soul book series, setting a world record in book sales with over 500 million books sold. His latest book, Ask, The Bridge from Your Dreams to Your Destiny, is written with his wife, Crystal Dwyer Hansen, which tells us that your dreams can can become your destiny when you learn the secret of asking. He says, you were born with a destiny. Your job is to discover it, know exactly how to ask for what you want, and get it. There's an art and a science to asking, a language that you have to master in order for the universe to deliver your desires. His philanthropic pursuits include the Horatio Alger Scholarships, Habitat for Humanity, American Red Cross, Operation Smile, Oceana, March of Dimes, Covenant House, and Child Help. I am so proud to introduce to you Mark Victor Hansen for a conversation about fulfilling your untapped, buried, or undiscovered dreams or desires. So, Mark, I'm so thrilled to have you here on Senior Straight Talk. Um, I've told the story many times. I won't go into the whole story now, but it's almost a year that I'm trying to um, talk with you on the podcast. And it was when I heard you speak about this book, Ask, that I just knew that how important this message was for my listener. So can you talk about it a little bit? Because I read part of it this morning and I was in tears. Like what you said before you became on, you know, your daddy said, Phyllis, you just got to learn how to ASK to G-E-T what you want. Well, our book is Ask the Bridge from Your Dream to Your Destiny. And not only is it a book that everyone's got, but they ought to watch our YouTube videos and see how far they can go with it. And then go to askthebookclub.com. We do a whole seminar on it because here's what happens. We learned that there are three channels to ask. You ask yourself, ask others like your dad asked you, and then ask God, which, in, in you know, some people can't use the word God, so they can use universal intelligence. Whatever they need to do, that's okay with us, right? Because God doesn't care what you call them. So, um <laughs> He, he, big G is stronger than all of us. We got a little G <laughs> inside, right? So we, what happened is we've traveled, as you know, my wife and I, to 80 countries, talked to 7 million people alive. And everywhere we went, there were great people, nice people, educated people, good attitude. But the difference between somebody who succeeds a little and somebody who's vastly successful is one thing. They learn how to ask big, think big, talk big, and get big results. And obviously, I've sold a half billion books starting with a amazingly, the Chicken Soup Series, now written 318 books, and now own a publishing company called the themarkvictoransonlibrary.com, where we're changing the world with impact stories. But I am asking every day, all day long, just like you are, and I'm sorry it took a year to get here, but we're here now, and that's all that counts. Uh, listen, I uh, absolutely, and, um, you know, as you know, I sent you a picture of, of us together when we met at yeah. this event last December, and every once in a while I would look at it and say, who else can you ask? <laughs> so, uh, to that thing is what we teach in the ask book is you ought to write a list of at least 200 people 
you want to spend time with, grow with, be glow, grow, and expand with over the next decade. And what happens is the minute you put it in writing, miracles happen. The people, somebody will say, oh, you need to meet that. And I'll give you the example today. We're doing, the, the guy who uh, really ran Blockbuster and got fired for saying we ought to buy Netflix, and then he <laughs> ran a little company and built a big called 7-Eleven, and he's my close friend, uh, Jim Keyes. He's, in her, he's a Ratio Algier Award winner with Crystalline. Uh, where you get it in the Supreme Court for being uh, mentally uh, successful and, and uh, overly philanthropic. Anyhow, I needed, I just did a video that's coming up on YouTube called uh, The Law of Attraction, how Mr. Beast, the biggest guy on YouTube, a 23-year-old kid, makes $52 million a year. And I said that to Jim this morning, and Jim said, you know, he and I are partners in a deal. I'll introduce you to Mr. Beast. And I went, that's how easy it is. Right. But I write down, and no one believes it, but I journal every day. What do I want? Who do I want to meet? And I don't know how I'm going to meet him. And you didn't know that you were going to, you know, get introduced to our best friend, Mitzi Purdue, who's a genius, who wrote my book, Relentless, which is my, only one in a hundred million people have somebody write a biography on him. And and uh, it doesn't really get released until December 1st. And, you know, she's already given away 100,000 of them in when she secretly and surreptitiously went into Ukraine and is turning around sex trafficking. So, you know, because she has big goals and I'm, I'm here cheering her on every minute of the day because she's our closest friend. So she's wonderful. Mitzi is, um, she's a gift. And um, so I'm just going to tell a little story about how I met Mitzi um, because um, it's it's about asking, right? So. Um, at that same event where I met you, I met a gal, and uh, her name is Brandy Edwards, and we had connected. And she does some; um, she does helps attorneys who are burned out. And we connected a little bit. And the last day of the event, I was sitting at a table outside the event on the phone, and she came over and she handed me a book. And I looked at the book. And I said, "Now, how did she get in a book with Mitzi Purdue? Because I had been wanting to meet Mitzi." And we connected a little bit, and then she connected me with Kyle Wilson, uh, who you know very well. And you know, so Kyle's I was one of my promoters. Yeah, Kyle's right. been a And I'm in his big, big book. And um, so that's how I met Mitzi through Kyle. And then we developed a, a wonderful friendship. I've had her on this podcast also, and she interviewed me for an article or her blog in Psychology Today. And when I met her at this event a few weeks ago, I was telling her the story. Um, and how I wanted to meet you. She said, oh, I'll introduce you to Mark. And there you go. It's just what you say. Here's the deal. Everyone, you know, is is uh, six people away from whomever they want to meet. But the fact is, every one of us over a lifetime meets a thousand people. And every one of those people meet a thousand people. And a thousand times a thousand is a million people. And a thousand times that is a billion people. A thousand times a million is a billion. So it isn't very hard to get to everybody. And, and Right now on our Ask book, if you don't mind my showing how we're doing it, uh, and everybody can go to uh, reception at Mark Victor Hansen, and, or they can go to the bookask.com and get this free. But we, the, you know, I only do books that are unique, inspirational, and, and transformational. But Crystal, my beloved wife, wrote The Fable of Michaela, and it is maybe a 20-minute read, but it's out of her prophetic visions. It is totally universally loved. Hollywood came to us. It turns out the new Hollywood is in Scottsdale, Arizona, where I live, called Pure Flicks. They had two of the 10 top movies, but the biggest one is, is God's Not Dead. They have uh, contracted with us. We're filming it in, Crystal and I have been to Malta before, um, 
the pandemic hit and we said, man, this would be it because this is in 1544, you know, and there's all the castles there and that's where we won World War II, as you know. That's where Stalin and I, uh, President Eisenhower, Ike, me, and, and, uh, and uh, Winston Churchill called Winnie to his friends, right. uh, met. And, and we're there and we're saying, this is where we want to film. We walk into Pure Flix. First thing the guy says, the chairman, is that we got to film this in Malta. And I went, holy cow, do 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 Because we never told him that. We didn't write it. And he'd read every word and said, this is the only place it could be felt. And that, that's how consciousness works, is that you synchronize in time and space with people. You, there's no way I'd know we'd be filming with a company 10 minutes from my house when, when our agent, uh, Carlos Carrera, said, hey, uh, it's in your backyard. I get, get out of here. I've been in Arizona a long time. I've owned real estate here 15 years with Crystal or and, and longer. And I, you know, lived here a long time. And I know everybody that's anyone. And, it, you know, they're all on, I'm on an eight party. It's the world's best selling author. You get invited to a lot of stuff. And he said, no, no. And we went in there and, and it was like, it was like old home week. He and not only read every word in the book, but said, this has got to be it. This is what we got to do. And, and we want to do a whole lot of stuff with you. We're going to make this the Harry Potter of, of books because Crystal's that good. I mean, I just, have to, I, I mean, I can't believe that I'm interrupting Mark Victor Hansen, but <laughs> yeah. I'm jumping out of my skin and I have to tell you why. Good, because please. I finished reading this story and said, this is a film. <laughs> I swear, I, I wouldn't say it if it wasn't true. I said, this is a film. I wonder if they thought about that, like you wouldn't be thinking about that. But the reason, particularly, I think I'm, I'm kind of thinking about films is because I have this film project I'm working on. If you don't mind, I'm just going to say a little bit about it. And it's about elder wisdom and wise leadership. And um, it's a similar experience I had. So uh, I read this book. It'll be three years ago, January. I read this book in the arms of elders and I finished the book and I said, this, this is a feature film. I see it. And um, because I'm about, you know, changing our views about older people and dignity and respect and valuing older people. And so uh, that's what this book is about. I said, how can I meet this guy, um, Dr. Bill Thomas? How do you write, buy rights to a book? I, I mean, what did I know about that? Nothing. Anyway, I just kept saying and putting it out there. It's just like you say, asking. And one time I was on a listening to a webinar and I liked what the guy was saying. It had to do with um, 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 iPads and communicating with people and dementia and this whole platform he has. And I wanted to talk to him on the podcast, right? Because uh, at that time we were in COVID and I thought this would be a great thing to talk about. And in our pre-conversation, I happened to mention Bill Thomas and how I'd love to meet him. I said, oh, he's a friend of mine. I'll introduce you to him. It's the same thing. And so he introduced me to Bill. And over time, Bill and I become friends. He's an incredible visionary, incredible guy. And about a year ago, he said, I'd like you to read the sequel to the book, which I really think is the book. It's Tribes of Eden, and it's a more contemporary story. So now I am raising money for a screenplay and talking to film producers. Never in my life would I have ever thought that talk about big vision. And every person I speak to, I ask them about it. And every person that other person I speak to brings somebody to me. And it's probably because of just what you're saying, asking, putting it out there. Well, let me just hitchhike on that. So 
in our book, we have a story that everyone's got to read uh, because the story is almost unbelievable, but it's about a wonderful guy named Jim Stovall. I don't know if you've read it yet, but so Charlie Tremendous Jones is the guy who was one of my close friends. And we did all the big seminars together at Amway with 10,000, 20,000, 38,000 people at a time together. And he'd bring up 18 wheelers full of books and sell them. He owned tremendous publications and, and Charlie and I were like that. But I was just selling chicken soup books, and, and but we're best friends. No competition, just best friends. So he calls me one day and he said, you got to meet this guy, Jim Stovall, and you're going to write. And I was selling 15 million books a year. When you're selling 15 million books a year, if you miss a breath, you're not going to get to go backwards. It's that busy. You're just, uh, you know, you're writing, you're talking, you're doing media and, and radio and TV and all that super fast. And Oprah, and you know, just right. you know, my hair was on fire and I was going Mach 3. And Charlie says, this is one of the best books you've ever read called The Ultimate Gift by a Blind Guy, and, and you're going to write the forward. I said, Charlie, I love you. And I generally, I'd say I'd like to, but I don't have time to do my own work. He said, no, no, you read this, I promise you. So I read the book, and I was so blown away, just like you were. I wrote the forward to Jim Stovall's book, and I wrote on the back cover, this book is so clear, it has to be a movie. Now, fast forward. Jim Stovall was going to be a, a superstar football player. He's chosen to be in the NFL. They go in and they do the doctor's test, and the doctor comes back shaking his head and said, kid, bad news for you, kid. Here you get the best job, the best career. You visualize this for your whole life, and you're going to be totally blind for the rest of your life in six months, never to see again. Oh, my goodness. Jimmy, then, I mean, Jimmy's like six foot six, so it's not Jimmy to me. It's yes, right. sir. Right? <laughs> but Jim – Goes into his little line by 12 room and is crying because he's got a TV, a telephone, and and uh, basically no other things. And he's complaining. And his mom says, go down to the blind meeting and see if they can get you up. Well, it's an echo chamber of more negativity. But he sits next to another blind woman who's a court stenographer in Tulsa, Oklahoma, where he lives. And he says, you know, I used to love to watch TV and see somebody throw a right hook or a left hook or screel out. But you and I can't see that. Somebody ought to do something well. Kathy, who became his partner, hits him in the ribs and says, Jimmy, you and I are somebody. We're going to do something. Well, long story, very compressed. They create narrative television. Now, it's for blind people, so you wouldn't even know it exists. But 14 million people take more than they pay for Netflix every month just so they know what's happening on TV. Blind people like to go to movies. They like to watch TV. And no one ever thought of helping him until Jim came along. Well, he made a fortune with that, wrote this book, Ultimate Gift, we do this interview with him, and the last line in the interview and ask says, I now write books, and he's written 50. I now write books that I can't read, and I make movies that I can't watch, all thanks to one guy, Mark Victor Hansen, who got me to see what I couldn't see. And that's that's really what the Ask book does, because what we say is that the subtitle of this great book, Phyllis, is, you know, the bridge from your dreams to your destiny. Now, what we're saying, Crystal and I are saying, everybody has coded we believe before birth with a destiny. Now remember, because we're in a free will world, you've got to find your destiny. And most people have never done their homework. So we said, well, how would you do that? So we say, look, before you go to sleep tonight, you go into alpha state as you're going into sleep, push back sleep, tell your sweetie kids this is going to happen. Otherwise, they're going to be mad at you. And you say, well, it's Mark's fault. I did this. And he said, 101 times before you go to sleep, whatever it is that you want. In his case, I want to get a movie. And now he's made 100 million on movies. So that worked. In Jackson Mark's case, we said mega best selling title, mega best selling title, mega best selling title. And this is before 
the internet. This is 1988. Jack calls me up in the middle of the night, 2.58 in the morning. I had a digital clock. Wakes up our whole house. One of my daughters was becoming a vet, and holy God, 88 animals went nuts in our place. Because <laughs> the phones were because they're inside and outside the house. And Jack says, chicken soup. I said, for the soul. We got goosebumps, and still 144 publishers. You met Dr. Canfield, but they all said, hit the road, Jack. They like me. They just didn't like Jack. <laughs> That's not true. Well, Jack, Jack is wonderful. Jack's wonderful. I actually haven't I, met Jack. He's another one. So I'll ask you if you can introduce me to Jack. So, okay. I can introduce you to Jack. But by the way, he, uh, I got to be careful, though, and say literally and truthfully, he was graduating Harvard third in his class when I'm graduating high school. And he is uh, uh, now he and I don't agree on this point. I wrote a book with Art Linkletter, as you know, called How to Make the Rest of Your Life Best Your Life. And we said nobody should retire. You should put on new tires and go into new, bigger, better. I love that. I call yeah. it the third act of life. And I remember Art Linkletter, Art Linkletter's house party. Yeah, right. He did house party. Kids said the darndest things. And people were funny. And we, we were with him three days before he died because he took he inherited Crystal Eye and our five kids and all our grandkids. He said, you got to bring all of them up here because I told you to. He was our best friend. Our Art as you can see on TV, he was really what he was on TV. He was, and, and he, all day long, he joked with us. I said, oh, why do you want my family? You got 38 great grandkids. He said, they won't come. They all think they know me. So, and then that was like right before he died. Cause he died because Lois, his wife of 70 years had died and he had a broken heart and he was just lost. I you remember, I remember hearing that. I remember hearing yeah. that. And so I did his eulogy and all that. But, but the point I'm making is that everybody gets to ask and, and, the more you're willing to ask, the more you grow. The more you ask, the more you'll get asked. I mean, I get asked for stuff every day, and sometimes I can do it, sometimes I can't. But, you know, and it, it, it's sort of an amazing, you know, circle of life. But that's what we're missing. And answer the question you asked. Everybody needs to learn how to ASK, which, you know, ask, seek, and knock, and then, you know, to go to GET to get every good thing. I love that. So can yeah, we, my wife came up with that acronym. So we're going to take a short break on Senior Straight Talk. We'll be right back so we can continue this great conversation. I am so excited. I'm like, I could like jump through, jump through the, the, the computer yeah. because I'm just so excited. So we'll be right back on Senior Straight Talk. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Phyllis Amon, owner of Phyllis Amon Associates, provides strategic solutions to families seeking care for their loved ones and coaches them to become more effective advocates. Her expertise comes from working in over 45 nursing homes. Phyllis, known for her passion, empathy, high-quality care standards, and quality life for older adults, is an experienced educator, speaker, and trainer. She's bridged the gap from healthcare to public and private sector businesses on topics from communication, caregiving, empathy, and novel approaches to team building and leadership. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. We're with you wherever Alexa and Google are. At home, in the car, on your smart TV, and your connected devices. Hey, Alexa. Hey, Google. Play my favorite Voice America podcast on TuneIn. It's just that easy. 
But make sure you actually mention the name of the podcast show to make it work. You are tuned in to Senior Straight Talk with Phyllis Heyman. If you'd like to leave us a question or comment about our program, please feel free to email the host at phyllis at seniorstraighttalk.com. Now back to Senior Straight Talk. So welcome back to Senior Straight Talk. I'm sure everybody could hear how excited I am to be here with Mark Victor Hansen. It's been, uh, I almost say it's like a dream come true. It's been almost a year that I was uh, trying to meet you. And so this is just phenomenal to me. And it was all based on your book, Asked, because I heard you speaking about it at an event. And I said, how important of a message this is, not only for people in general, but I think especially, you know, I talk about like the elderhood years of the third act of life, you know, and, um, and there are so many people I'm sure have dreams inside of them or unfulfilled passions, deep-seated passions, or maybe things they don't even know that they enjoy. And wouldn't it be great to give them a tool or a way to access that or, or reach that place so they could, you know, find something in their years if they aren't already that really fulfills them? By the way, you're exactly, that's why we wrote Ask, because I'm 74 years young, never pollute yourself by saying I'm old. So I agree with you. I don't, I don't say, uh, by the way, let me just interrupt you. Do you believe I'm interrupting Mark Victor Hansen? I don't use the word old. I say, what age are you? Or I say, so-and-so is so-and-so years of age, because I think that word old, even saying I'm so-and-so years old is cute when you're 10 and 20 and 30, but it just reinforces oldness. So I'm with you 500%. Right. And I'm going to live to be 127 options for a new, because I don't believe that you should volunteer for death. And if you quit doing stuff, we're, we're doing, in my publishing company, we're doing a book with the biggest cardiologist, who's my cardiologist, it turns out. And he said he deals with a lot of people over 100 years old right here in Scottsdale. And the two things that keep you alive are, number one, you got to exercise every day, seven days a week. As you get older, you start to slow down and think, well, I ought to sit and not move. And number two is you got to keep thinking, which is why shows like yours are so critical. And then, you know, so what what happens is that why would you volunteer for death? Because then you get your equipment back to the original equipment manufacturer. He doesn't want it. If you're <laughs> here, you still have a purpose. And meaning comes out of taking responsibility for challenges. And every one of us here, if you don't have anything to do, you know one of my many cliches is you got to read to be freed. In America, we have a, a an epidemic of non-readership. I need some of you to go out there and teach reading in elementary school and prisons. You can at church, temple, synagogue, ashram, mosque. I don't care where you do it. In California, seventy-five percent of the kids graduating high school cannot read, and that that is not good for a forward-moving, free enterprise America that I'm so keen on. And and uh, so I want everyone to read, and obviously, if they read my books, great. And if they read somebody else's books, that's fine with me. Um, I want everyone to read, and I want everyone to write a book. Because here's what we learned when my kids were in elementary school. I think you've heard me say this. They were at Kaiser Elementary, a public school in Newport Beach. They'd gone to Montessori school because I'm well off by then and could afford it. And my kids went to Montessori school. Yeah. I'm a, big, I'm a big proponent of Montessori, I have to tell you. Okay. Me too. And Maria Montessori, Dr. Montessori was close friends with my teacher in grad school for seven years, Buckminster. Oh my Dr. R. Buckminster Fuller and Maria were like that. Yep, Buckminster Fuller. Uh-huh. 
Yeah, so I, you know, I hung out with a smart guy for a long time. Any a really wise man, Einstein's best student. But the, today's talk is that the school needed lockers, so I paid $35,000 to build the lockers. But I said to the principal, I said, you know, we're having trouble getting some of these kids to read their foreign nationals. Let's have them write a book before they can read a book. And, and the minute they started writing, all of them started reading it. Now, amazing thing happened, Phyllis. The kids went home if they're Vietnamese or Hispanic or Korean because we have a, a, a very educated neighborhood back when I lived in Newport Beach, California, and and they got it's sort of like Greenwich, right? They went home and got their parents to read, and and like that, everybody was reading. And what I what I want to have happen is us bloom with literacy and work. My parents were, as you know, Danish illiterates because they had to come out of the. My uncle Sven created the Black Band, who took all the Jews out of Denmark that we could into Denmark. And then my uncle, 14 years older than my dad, Sven, Uncle Sven said, Paul, you're my dad, Paul, you're out of here. Here's a hundred dollar bill passport. I'll never see you again. And he arrives in America at 14 with no language skills and nothing and still made it. Because back then we believed in work ethic, which is what uh, we're writing a couple books with like Jim Keys to get work ethic going. And we got a 14 year old that just made a million dollars selling, buying real estate, taking the real estate test at eight years old. He's wow. also an Eagle Scout. The book called is called The Garage, which he's got every kid in America starting to read this book. And they're going, holy cow, I could buy my own real estate. And, you know, then they go and do what he did, shovel snow and get owner carry back and all kind of simple stuff that no one ever thought of. Because our publishing company, MarkGetsAnsonLibrary.com, is dedicated toward impact books that impact you immediately. Like I said, they got to be unique, transformational, and impact you in the sweet now and now. I love that. Absolutely. I'm with you yeah. 100%. And by the way, um, I hope I don't embarrass myself, but I am going to say this phrase to you because I oh, I lived in Denmark for six months um, in 1973. So obviously that was uh, quite a number of years ago. Touch and, go hot. Huh? That means thank you very much in Danish. Right? I didn't even hear what you said. I just said thank you very much in Danish. Well, talk, 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 talk is thank yeah. you. So. Yeah. But there's one thing I, I do remember. I, I will see how I say it, okay? And it's Rovgrovnefleude. I don't know what that means right now. I haven't used Danish very much. So, okay, I don't know. Maybe I didn't say it so great, but it was red berries with cream. And the reason I remember that phrase is because um, as Americans, we don't have that sound in our throat. And That's so they right. would challenge Americans to say that phrase. And because I'm a speech and language pathologist, I was able to get pretty close to it, uh, which was didn't make me a fan in groups of people where they would all have to burst out in laughter if I said it in a way that was, you know, more consistent with how an American would say it. But that's right. the one thing, of course, that re that remained in my um in my arsenal of things to say. So, okay. That's right. But Danish and, and Spanish are, are, are romance languages. Unfortunately, Danish is a guttural language. So correct. it's Right. Yeah. It's very, it's all yeah, right. right. So, um, you know, so getting back to, you know, people that let's say are part of the older demographic, because there are 100 million people over the age of 50, and 10,000 people a day turning 65 between now and 2034. Did you know those numbers? Yep, yep. That's all the baby boomers, one of which no, I'm... And the baby boomers are all going to be 65 by the year 2030. So what would you say to somebody who, let's say, is in this, let's say, sixth decade, right? And yeah. maybe they've, they've left a job or a career or, or you know, they're... they're their adult children are now living someplace else or Hopefully. 
<laughs> I'm with you there, 150%. And, um, you know, or maybe they've lost a spouse, whatever it is, male or female, and, and they're kind of lost, let's say. How would you oh. tell them to find that that peace inside themselves so they can find themselves on a path that gives them a sense of purpose and fulfillment? By the way, if I paid you to ask the right question, I, you couldn't have done a better job. So here's what we've discovered with Ask, is seniors need to not buy one copy, they got to buy two. And they buy two, and then they go over every one of the 178 questions here with their best buddy, their spouse, spouse equivalent, temple mate, church mate, whatever it is, mastermind mate, whatever, whoever he or she is that's willing to really discover what you're supposed to be doing. Because if you're alive, you don't want to replace, like I said a minute ago, your parts to the original equipment manufacturer. You're not done. you got something you're supposed to do, and it's important. And now let me prove that. So if you go on YouTube and you type in NDE, near-death experiences, 20,000 people have died, gone to the other side, and, and, they, and Big G said, so sorry, the, or Moses or whoever they saw when it got to right. the other side, you're, you're out of here. You're going back. And you go, wait, 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 I really like this place. Because remember, we only see one one-hundredth of the electromagnetic spectrum. So everyone who dies and came back, universally, they say the colors are brighter, the sounds are richer, fuller, more magnificent, and they feel love and warmth. I'm not going back. I don't want to go back. You know, your job's not done yet. Every one of them comes back and knows what their job is. I'm saying just the opposite. Figure out what your job is here and don't go early. Why would – because most – a lot of them are having really – like if you watch Thomas Mellon Benedict, which you'll probably watch tonight, you'll love him. But, you know, he was dead for six hours and he right. flowed out of his body and he watched it. And we did chicken soup with the gravy, grieving soul. And I did chicken soup with the nurse's soul. All these people that died went out and saw that stuff. Why not just do it right while you're here? Ask yourself, what's your destiny for me? God or universal spirit or universal intelligence or infinite wisdom. Tell me what my, what my destiny is. What's my destiny? What my a hundred times. Cause it gets you by all the junk, all the noise. I'm worried about the news. I'm worried about politics. I'm worried about my grandkids. I'm worried about my kids. I'm worried about my spouse. I'm worried about my health. All that stuff's noise. And not that it's not important in its own way, but what you need to go consciousness into subconscious into super consciousness into soul which is bigger than the human body which knows what you're supposed to do you knew what you're supposed to do before you arrived here right the old testament line says before you were in your mother's womb i knew you right it's yeah. an interesting line it is it, an interesting it, line i agree yeah so if if that's true go backwards and say okay what is it that i'm supposed to be doing here because i'm here and i'll do it because if i'm going to be here i might as well have the most magnificent fulfilled fulfilled life on the planet and that's what I'm doing. I mean, I'm living every day to the max. I mean, last night I came back from, we, we saw with 5,000 other people, uh, Dr. Um, Jordan Peterson. I took my oldest son, who's 30, 40 years old a couple of days ago. Anyhow, and, and uh, he just said, holy cow, dad, that guy's really wise. I said, yeah, but look at this. He's filling the seminars like this every night and walking out with a million bucks. Good for him. But it was just, it was amazing, right? And we're going to do a, a podcast with him online. So, um He's a pretty busy guy, but he's amazing. And the point is, every one of us is – and he's one of our baby boomers, of course. And he is fulfilling his soul and helping a lot of other people wake up because he says, you're not supposed to, you're not supposed to say, over and out, I'm out of here because I'm 55, 62, 72 and a half, or I have a million dollars. 
all of which is nice, but it's a journey. It's not, it's, it's not, it says destiny, destiny, but your destiny has a gazillion destinations. You had a destiny this morning to wake up, a destiny tonight to brush your teeth before you go to bed. Those are little things. Overridingly, what is it that Phyllis is supposed to do during this part? And part of what that journalist told you is you're supposed to be a, a podcasting newscaster. Well, that that true. She that's what she said, right? That you'll have your own show someday. And I I couldn't believe I didn't know what she was talking about. I thought she, you know, I don't know why she said that, but here I am. And um, I will say that. Okay, so it's about three years that I'm doing this. Two years that I'm doing it um, solo, and um, a little over two years. And um, most times now, you know, I'm saying this, so I don't know if you're going to say this, but. Most times when I do it, somebody will say to me, gee, that was fun. And I've, in, you know, interviewed in, um, in, in my scope of, not scope of practice, in my, let's say, field, right, the senior space. And I've interviewed thought leaders and, you know, people that you might not know, but within my sphere, they're, they're very well known. And they all say the same thing. So I say there's got to be something to that, right? Yeah. So you just got to decide... Back to that thing I said in Ask, we say, who are the 200 people you need to spend time with, play with, growth, and in your case, need to do podcasts with? I don't know who they are. Right. Uh, right tonight, you're right. going to go on your little typewriter, and you're going to type all of them up and go, holy cow, that's easy. And then remember, when you get them, you don't cross them out. God's highest color, the top of the electromagnetic spectrum is purple. You write down victory next to them, because the more victories you have, the more you're inspired. There you go. See, the more you're inspired to go get more victories, right? Exactly. And you and we never talked about that, right? And purple happens to be my favorite color, but I always have this. Uh, I always have a purple uh, marker near where I'm sitting. So me too. Oh, look how aligned we are. We wouldn't have. Yeah. Been. See, I got lots of them. I got whole buckets full of them. Well, I'll have to go buy a few more. But at least I had one, and I could pick it up and show it to you. It's not like I said I just had it. It's right. Oh there. yeah, right. So, but but this is really fantastic, and. Um, and I really do love that. And, you know, because I tell people, even from a health and well-being point of view, right, if you're not really taking charge of your own life and your own wellness, your own, your own well-being, which this is part of it, right, you're kind of surrendering and saying, okay, so here I am, which is basically saying the same thing you said, but in different words. And ask, we talk about your health, because my wife even wrote a book called Skinny Life, but we didn't hear, we say, look, you got to ask yourself, am I going to take good care of myself? I got a million dollars. Do I have a million dollar body, metaphorically speaking? Right. Am I exercising comprehensively? Now you got to do aerobics and anaerobics, right? And this morning, you know, I was in doing my muscle training and, and you know, for 74, I can keep up with any kid. And, and then we also climb mountains at least three or four times because we live in the mountains here. We're at the top of a mountain, McDowell Mountain. The point is, and then, and then are you doing your nutraceuticals? And are you doing your own homework? Like we were just at a wedding this weekend and, you know, God bless this medical doctor. He comes up to three guys. All of us are baby boomers. One of them was the dad of the bride who's a doctor now. And the guy comes up because he's a medical doctor and says, are you guys taking your statins? And I said, absolutely not. <laughs> and I was hoping you were going to say that. <laughs> I said, I said, I take CoQ10. He said, oh, you don't need it. I said, no, no, that's what keeps your heart electricity working. My wife, Sir is is a full nutritionist. She would disagree with you. And this guy wanted to argue with me. And I said, "Look, we're at a party. I don't want to argue with you." 
and, and you're obviously not very open-minded. The mind only works like a, a parachute. When you drop out of an airplane, parachute only works if it's open. Your mind only works if it's open. And I understand you bought the medical model, and I love the medical model. It's great to a point, but it's great as emergency medicine. I There's agree. some stuff you may not know about nutrition. I take 78 herbs and vitamins each and every day, and, and I'll put my energy against yours. If you can get down to 100 push-ups, I could tell you he couldn't do two. Right. And uh, you know, I can do 100 push ups like that. And, right. and the point is, you got, and, and, you know, my wife and I were just on a vacation in Sedona and, and climbed through all the vortices. I mean, all the stuff that you want to do. And, and we go on vacation a couple of times a year to different exotic places. You need to be in, when you're going on vacation, because everyone says, oh, I'm going to make all the money and then go on vacation. And then you're in crummy shape. Right. I owned a house in Kona Bay Estates for a long time. And, You'd see all these people come into the restaurant and they could hardly move with their crutches and okay, because they didn't exercise, right? When you and I were a kid, they said, take good care of yourself, but they never told you that you got to eat right. You got to exercise right. Correct. You've got to sleep right. And, and my wife's got like a regimen of, of 12 things we do before we sleep, but you got to be in blackout. You got to be taking magnesium. I'm with you. I tell people they have, so I have this uh, program, Conscious Aging Life Management. Right. And it's about mindful longevity solutions. So you have to be aware and mindful in order to make conscious, intentional choices. I also say you need a sleep routine. The only re way to have a um, to have a good day is to have a good night's sleep the night before. You know, I talk about that and I have a program that goes along with it. And I actually have a word that I've owned the trademark for a word I created. It's empathy, I-M-P-A-T-H-Y, and I call it the inner game of empathy, but it really is about self-care. It's about, you know, taking charge of your own person. And I wrote a poem called The Wellness CEO. And really what it says is that, you know, your health is your business, right? But the health is your business. You are the CEO. It's like you're the master of your domain, right? It's your vehicle. And if you're going to be in the driver's seat and drive your vehicle, you want it to be in the best shape possible, no? People take better care of their cars than they do of their well-being, of their body, of their health. We're just doing a book with a guy who created Teladoc at Harvard, Jay Sanders. And Dr. Sanders was in his car in a You've been to Boston, I'm sure, and in the channel. And My undergraduate work in Boston. Love there you it. go. The, see how smart you are? The point is he couldn't get to do the operation. So what he did is he picked up the phone and his cell phone and did the operation verbally with the other docs, and the guy stayed alive. And that's how Teladoc started. So we're writing his book with MarkTrickTransonLibrary.com. Jay's book is, is backwards from 50 years ago where you got a replicator. So if you need a heart, you take your heart, put it in the replicator, replicate and put it in a new heart. All stuff that's almost here already, right? And and so we're going to be able to really nano, nano, live long and prosper like Dr. Spock said in Star Trek. And if you're really going to live 150 years, back to your question, I didn't fully answer it and it's my fault. I apologize. You asked a oh. question and the last part I didn't answer when I got sidetracked about my love and appreciation, respect and admiration for Art Linkletter. You got to, Art and I believed and taught, you got to write, and, and we write and ask, you got to write a 25-year plan. Like, my 75th birthday is coming up, and I'm going to have my birthday, my 100th birthday on my 75th, and I'm going to tell everybody, here's what I'm doing during the next 25 years. It's already written out already. Because most people, goal planning is, what am I going to do after lunch? Not adequate. <laughs> uh, uh, as an understatement, right? Uh, not adequate. But... um. 
I was I was going to say that um, you know in uh, it used to be I don't know if it's still the case. So uh, this was many years ago. I used to say about people my because my mother had moved to Florida that uh, the their biggest plan was the next uh, early bird special they were going to. Right now, I think it's the next pickleball tournament, and I don't even really know what pickleball is, but I. But it, it's the biggest sport of America right now because it's but, pretty not dangerous. Like tennis is dangerous; you can hurt your knees. But pickleball, but, chance you getting hurt unless somebody bumps you is pretty zero. Right. So the pickleball uh, champion of the world happens to live here in Scottsdale, and we have dinner to him, and he's seventy-eight years old and in great shape. Plays pickleball three or four times a day. I mean, oh wow! An addict. Awesome. Right? But the point is, that's his goal, is to be the world champion. And I, I, I pretty much I think Brad's undefeated. I don't. He was when we had dinner last months ago, three, four months ago. But um, it's amazing. You know, you're right. In the old days, they all went to Florida. And then, you know, the, but the point, here's the mistake they make. The mistake is, I'm going to watch the sunsets on the Atlantic or the Pacific side, depends on which side you're on, in Florida and drink martinis every night. Well, that's good for a vacation, like in right, right. Jamaica or something. But it, it, that's not a life plan because it guarantees you're going to be an alcoholic. And and, and, it, and alcoholism is one of those hard things to get rid of. It's a bad addiction. Yeah, I agree. And uh, it's interesting that you said about you're going to be 75. I'll be 70 in a couple of months. Happy and birthday. Thank you very much. Likewise. And... Um, it's interesting that you said, you know, you're going to have a 25 year plan. So I haven't thought about it in those terms. But what I do say is I feel like I'm just getting going. Bingo. Correct. By the way, every day, everyone's a new day to start to get going. And somebody, right. and there are a lot of people listening and watching and paying attention to you because you're, I'll use a good term, you'll love mensch. And then I'll do it in English. It means you got it. For those who don't know what it means, because they haven't lived in New York like I did, and, and you're back in the East Coast, is that you got it together, know you got it together, and your life's just clicking. Well, the point is, everybody is supposed to be a mensch or a menchette, and you're supposed to figure out what they're going to do with their life. But the only way you're going to do it is if you journal your own journal every day, and you ask yourself first thing, what do I want? What do I want today big? What do I want today small? What do I want? And my first book was actually called Future Diary, where I asked 128 questions not available except probably in used bookstore somewhere, but we sold a half million of them long ago. That was like 50 years ago. So they're not a lot. We're going to redo it, but I'm a little busy with new books. So I haven't got time to redo that. But the point is everybody needs to know more than pickleball. Pick, good pickleball is a nice exercise, but that, that um, with the exception of Brad, who's the champion reigning thing, like a top golfer, like, you know, tiger or something, you, you need to figure out what it is you're going to do. And it's, I'm just going to take care of my grandkids. That's nice, but that's still not your life mission. Your life mission was to have kids, be good to your kids, and then see the grandkids. We got six grandkids, and we'll have 12 before it's over, I believe. But, you know, we see them periodically. But And Sunday, we spent the whole day with them at the zoo and stuff. But, and Grampy can afford to pay stuff like that, no problem. But the point is, is, is everybody has got something bigger they're supposed to do. And if they don't catch anything else... Ask yourself, what is the big thing I'm supposed to do? I can't tell you. You can't tell them. They have to go back into their deeper inner resource and say, wait a second. I'm not just supposed to have a, a, a martini every night on the beach. I'm not just supposed to play pickleball three times a day. What is it I'm here to contribute in? You know, we're we're spokesperson for the child help, which we've helped 11 million kids in 60 years. 
you know, get out of neglect and abuse and sex trafficking, as you know, and, and uh, they're headquartered here with two little 84 year old ladies that are just, you go online to childhelp.org, you'll fall in love with them. But, you know, we, if you've never come to one of our meals, it's number, next one is February 18th, 2023. Yeah. And it costs you a thousand dollars to get in. You meet all the movie stars and us and everybody. But if you haven't ever been to a black tie event that really wows your soul, ours will wow your soul. Now they exist all over, but every one of you need, I wrote a book called the miracle of tithing. And I say, you got four T's. You got to tithe your thinking, your time, your talent, your treasures. Most people think just their treasures do it. That doesn't do it. And then number five is you got to be thankful that you could give and contribute and serve greatly with love. I have to tell you, I'm um, I'm not speechless that often. Uh, I feel like I'm speechless, and um, I can keep talking, man. <laughs> I think you should because I just I'm just so wowed by everything you're saying, and it's it's reaching me in a very deep place. Um, but I know it's going to reach other people in a deep place. This is, I mean even more unbelievable than I ever would have, um, than I ever would have imagined. Uh, and um, I, I just can't thank you enough. Well, glad to do it. But here's the principle. You and your soul are bigger than you think you are. In other words, we've got a little me that got put down all the time in school, your school or high school or elementary school or college or university, whatever it was, you're told you're not smart enough, you're not good looking enough, you can't dance, you can't sing, you can't do music. All that's true. All of us got that garbage, right? But we got to take those bags, throw them away, and then say, hey, wait a second. There is some unique thing that I do better than anybody. And, and I got five of them, but, you know, I, I really can write, I'm thankful to say. And I've been able to do that and did writing at 16 and, and have done really well for a long time. <clears throat> you know, I really am pretty good at speaking, and you've listened to me a couple of times, and that's great, and thank you. Right. I'm really good at promoting. I'm really good at connecting people, just like Mitzi connected you to us. And I connect a lot of people together. And then I really can see a lot of people that I'm with business that they can't see. Like today, I was with a we're doing a book with a top baseball player here in Arizona, which is one of the baseball capitals of the world, of course. And and uh, I said, I won't use his name because I haven't got permission. But the bottom line is you really a kid can't get next to you that loves baseball like my grandkid that doesn't fall in love with you. And in the old days, you'd sign a baseball, and that's great. But now you're going to sign a book and show them how to get to the great achievement. I mean, this guy, 50 million a year. So it's not like a normal – he's not like a normal sports guy. I mean, he's really exceedingly successful. And I said, look, what you did in baseball, I've done in writing, but I'm saying everybody has that in their zone. And the place where the most talent is is in a graveyard because the people said, oh, I'm not good enough. I'm not cute enough. I'm not smart enough, physically fit enough, wise enough, connect enough, money enough. Whatever it is that you discount yourself, I'm telling you and everyone listening, Phyllis and I are now giving you 100% credit to go out and you know sing the song or write it maybe if you're a writer like our friend David Foster. You know, you've got inventions in you like Jeff Hoffman, who we're doing a book with. You got all this stuff in you. You got patents, you got IP, intellectual property. Like I got a couple that I own. The point in created, the, and I own a whole energy device company, natural power concepts. We got pop up windmills that complement solar, just cool stuff. But you got to get on the program. You got to quit saying what you can't do, start studying this and get on what you can do because you've got a genius inside. But genius, according to Michelangelo, when I was in Italy, I bought his big book. He said, the first line is, genius is the infinite ability to work hard. 
Yeah, Elon Musk is a genius in seven fields that are all doing a billion each, but he's busting his ass 100 hours a week. Right. It isn't, you know, I've done 18-hour days a lot, and I don't mind it and but, worked a lot of weekends, but you just got to go some do some ass-busting behavior sooner or later if you want to succeed. Uh, I agree. Um, I would venture to say that Elon Musk is a savant, but... Um, True. I, that's what I would... From yeah. A, yeah, from a, I just that's what I came up with from like a diagnostic point of view that he's he's kind of like a savant. Well, I'm just finishing a YouTube on him that'll be about 12 minutes long. It says he uh, is doing what no one else can do because he's will, willing to do it. I mean, when when the governor of California said to Elon Musk, you've got to close your plant, let go 90,000 people, can't make any cars. That was the objection. That's a stop sign. He immediately called the head of 3M and said, Look, you can't make enough of these respirators to save people's lives during this pandemic. Uh, let me make them for you, and I'll, we'll do 50-50. Well, he made them because he said, I got 3D, I got metals, I got 90,000 right. employees. He also made cars while Ford and GM and Toyota couldn't make any cars because they weren't smart enough to understand there's a problem. But you go over, under, run, or through the problem, which is always what I teach in all my books, because there's always a solution. You either live in the problem and go, oh, that's a damn problem. And you go to your wife, your kids, your boss, your subordinates and say, we got a problem. No, no, no. I don't, if one of my staff and, and, and my Zenith employee number, I had 397, now I outsource, but, you know, they came to me with a problem. I said, you don't come here ever with a problem without three solutions. And right. you tell me which one you think's best and what you would personally pay for. And then I will probably pay for it and didn't. Obviously, we became world's best-selling author. I'm speechless again. <laughs> Okay, good, because I, I uh, fortunately didn't t uh, put enough energy in my computer, so it is about to uh, go redline on me. I can look at my little battery, and it's my fault. I was just so excited to get on with you and, and with everybody. And listen, I'm just going to sign off, and um, and uh, just I can't thank you enough. I mean, this has just been phenomenal, and I'm sure everybody who listens to this or sees it is going to feel the same. So I'm just going to say thanks again to Mark Richter Hansen. It's Phyllis Amon signing off for today. And please remember to like, click, and share the episodes. And until next time, stay safe, stay well, and stay tuned. Thank you for listening to Senior Straight Talk. Join your host, Phyllis Amon, again soon for another episode on the Voice America Empowerment Channel or your favorite podcast platforms. 